Hey, you all. Welcome to Active and Connected Families. It is that time of year when we are bombarded with reflecting, planning, changing, thinking. And I don't know about you, but I get a little bit overwhelmed at this time of year when I hear about all the different things that I should be doing come January. So in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about the different types of messages that we get, whether they're from Facebook or our families or our friends, and how to decipher if we should listen to these messages. And then I also offer a pretty easy strategy of actively setting intentions and reflecting on our behavior in order to help us live more aligned with our values in 2023. I hope the episode's useful. As always, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast especially share it with those moms who you feel like are feeling like they have to be super mom right now. I think this will be useful. I really appreciate it and I hope you all have a great new year. Active and Connected Families is a smart, relatable conversation with me, Dr. Amanda Sovic-Johnston, child psychologist, mother of three, and entrepreneur. I've spent my career providing family therapy and supporting high-achieving mothers, and maybe even more hours with my girlfriends trying to figure out how we can all feel more confident in our work and our relationships. And you all, there's one thing I've noticed. We're all struggling in some of the same places, and we're all looking for some down-to-earth advice that we can actually use. So on Active and Connected Families, I'll share some of the insights I've learned, strategies for those daily fights about laundry, some expert perspective on the bigger issues like the mental health crisis, and me chatting with my therapist friends about how we can all feel a little more active and connected in our lives. Throughout, I hope to make you laugh at least once, but I know I'll leave you with something that'll help you become a better parent and maybe even person. Thanks so much for listening. You all... Figuring out who we want to be in 2023 is really, really hard. We as human beings are social animals, and we get so many of the cues about who we want to be and how we should be living our lives from the people around us, like the people in our neighborhoods, the people in our families, the people in our communities, the people on Instagram and Snapchat. And Taking cues from the people around us is a a very observed phenomenon and has lots of names like groupthink or peer pressure or even systemic pressure. All of these words describe the fact that when we look to other people and as social human beings, we always are looking to other people and this influences the way we think and the way that we act. And that's part of why social media is taking such heat right now. It's because we're getting stuck in these algorithms that make us think only one way of living is important, or there are only certain things worth striving for, or only thinking this way is really valuable. And there's tons of coverage and data around how social media is getting us stuck in these algorithms and really impacting the way we as individuals think and feel. For instance, there is data showing that folks who spend a lot of time on Instagram, specifically teenage girls, are feeling worse about their body image, leading to eating disorders. Um, Also, we know about political views and beliefs getting in certain rabbit holes on Facebook and then really leading to polarization in this country around political viewpoints, and it's tearing families apart. 
Um, and even me as a mom, when I spend time on social media, I might be like, oh my gosh, I didn't have as much fun as I should have for this break, or we didn't take the best vacation ever, or we didn't take enough pictures. When we spend time looking at other people, that's automatically going to influence who we are and the way we're thinking and the way we're feeling and sometimes even the way we behave. And while it gets a bad rap for social media, it also gets a bad rap for teenagers when we think about this idea of peer pressure. You know, we were all taught to say no to peer pressure and that peer pressure is really bad for us. But the reality is, is that peer pressure can actually be super helpful. I did my dissertation on peer pressure when I was in graduate school and the positive influences that pressure can have on kids, specifically if you're in a group of healthy kids or a group of kids that are doing really well, you're going to elevate your behavior in order to stay in line with what the other kids are doing. And this makes total sense for a lot of different reasons. One of the main reasons is evolutionarily, it makes sense to feel the things that the people around us are feeling. So if I am a hunter and gatherer and I am, and one of my friends is feeling really anxious because they heard something outside, I'm going to be more likely to survive if I start feeling anxious too. Maybe that noise was a big storm coming and we have to run, or maybe that noise was another tribe or something that was coming. When I am feeling the same feelings as the people around me, I'm going to be more protected. And so the fact that we experience peer pressure and the fact that we experience looking to other people to inform us about how we should think and feel is actually really healthy in so many ways. And it's important to pay attention to. And even in today's world, this makes total sense. When we look at Google reviews, that's just sort of aggregating the way that other people think and feel about a certain product or a certain idea. So if folks are saying that some restaurant is five stars, it is much smarter for me to trust their experience of the restaurant and go to a five-star restaurant instead of going to a star that's rated with one. I know that I will likely have better food when I'm listening to the values and the opinions of the people around us? Why wouldn't I use this information when it's available and applicable and likely is going to be helpful for me? But the issue that I personally have a hard time with, and I think that is hard for a lot of the folks listening, is that it is sometimes really, really hard to figure out as individuals, like, what is a healthy influence and what isn't a healthy influence? And I am personally finding that really hard during the new year when everyone on my Instagram and everywhere I go and every podcast is essentially like, work on this and work on that and try to do this this year. While I am certainly feeling that feeling of I want to do things and I want to improve my life and at clean slate, all of those feelings that I think are actually natural to human beings right now, I'm also overwhelmed by all of the different messages that I'm getting. So for instance, it seems like on Instagram and even for my friends, dry January is a great idea, but also I'm seeing all these messages that starting with a new hard goal, January 1st is a terrible idea. And I'm pretty stuck on that and I feel confused about it. And how about some other examples like feel mom guilt or don't feel mom guilt or 
exercise a ton because you see people in your community doing it, but also don't become an over-exerciser or do all the things as a woman and just suck it up and do it because that's what you're expected to do. But also don't forget self-care and don't think that you're super mom. And even on this podcast, I know that I send out different and sometimes conflicting messages. So we've been on a community kick and we're talking about being friends with people from all sorts of different places, which I truly, truly strongly believe. And at the same time, I also talk about working really hard or spending a lot of time with your kids or doing activities with your kids, which sometimes takes you out of your community. So they can really be conflicting messages as well. And what about school choice? I get messages that sending my kids to a free public school that honors diversity is exceptionally important. And I truly, truly believe that. And I've believed it my whole life. And now I'm also hearing all of these messages about the opportunities that are afforded at private schools and kids sometimes seem a little happier at private schools. And I feel exceptionally, exceptionally conflicted about it. And it's gotten even more complicated given the aftermath of the pandemic for me. And even if we take this idea a step further and think about systemic oppression, we can really start thinking about the influences that are playing out on our lives and the way that we live our lives. We all know that external forces influence us to act in racist, classist, misogynistic, even if we're women, ageist, homophobic, anti-Semitic, all the ways that we truly don't want to be acting, but social pressures force us and kind of funnel us into acting certain ways if we don't pay attention. So my whole point is that we have to think about how we're acting all the time, and we have to think about who we're becoming all the time so that we're not contributing to these problems of oppression because society is certainly pushing us down these holes. And so that's why I'm here today to really talk about problem solving through this with you all. If you are like me, honestly, and feel confused about who you want to be or who you want to, how you want to act or find yourself getting off track sometimes, you're honestly like all the other women and men out there that are faced with so many differing, conflicting messages all the time that we're hearing, especially when we are raising our families, working on our partnerships, working in roles that we love or even don't love, when we're trying to take care of ourselves or our parents, or even trying to take care of our friends or think about our friends in our community. Um, While also, if you're a woman, and also men, but really for women, like looking and feeling great is another pressure that is absolutely put on that plate. So if you're feeling conflicted or sometimes whiplashed between all of these differing thoughts, you are not alone. And after years of being a working parent and also years of working with a lot of high achieving moms and being friends with high achieving moms, I think my best answer to this dilemma is to really stay active and staying on top of and working hard on figuring out 
who we want to be as a daily practice. We have to figure out who we want to be on a daily practice as a daily practice or else it is so easy to just get pulled by these forces and some of them for good, but pulled by these outside forces. And to be honest with you all, that is why I named this podcast, the Active and Connected Families Podcast. Um, I think a lot of people see active and think it's because I want to work out. And yes, I do. I love to work out. Um, But more importantly, I say active because I want people to stay active in reflecting on who they are and active in working on the problems that they're having and actively intentional about who we all want to be. I always say in my therapy room that problems aren't really problems until we stop thinking about them or until we you know, start avoiding them. Problems are always going to happen in our life. We are all faced with problems. Life is literally a series of problem-solving adventures. And what helps us um, and what helps us become good parents and helps us become good people and helps us become good partners is how we engage in them and how active we are in deciding how we want to deal with them. So it's not that problems are bad. It's that avoiding them can get in our way and actively problem solving is going to be the thing that's leading us towards greater health. If you are enjoying this episode and want more mental health support for you or your family, visit us at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. We're a mental health practice with offices in Lynchburg, Charlottesville, and Northern Virginia, and we provide teletherapy across Virginia and North Carolina. We offer psychiatry, individual, child, and family therapy, and even have some after-school appointments available. Again, that's www.virginia, spelled out, familytherapy.com. Thanks so much for listening. So here's a strategy that I am using for problem solving and becoming who I want to be in 2023. It's pretty simple because I think that is what we're all saying that we need right now. And it's using information that I've gathered from psychology, business, religion, Al-Anon, my own experience. You all, I'm an insane podcast listener. And so I'm just taking a ton of information and boiling it down from all the random podcasts that I listen to. And it's certainly helping me. So the idea that I am holding on to no matter what is the practice of intention and reflection. And that's it. Just intention and reflection intention on who I want to be and reflecting on who I was. So the way I've done this is I've started a list of my values and my intentions for 2023. So what is really important to me when I kind of sit down, get away from social media, get away from all the messages that I hear from all of the people. And I really think about what makes me happy, what makes me feel grounded, what makes me feel proud of who I am and proud of what I'm putting into the world. And I've got my list. So for me, I'll give you most of the highlights, which is including being present with my family. That one is essential to just who I am as a person. It is my number one. Sometimes it feels like it's the first thing to go, but it is absolutely my number one most treasured value. And for me, that really means spending one or two minutes of one-on-one time with every single person in my family daily, which seems like it should be easy, but it's actually really hard when you try to get just two minutes of focused one-on-one time with each person. 
I include working out daily because that brings me joy and also is going to keep me around longer and just makes me a better person. Um, I also include connecting and helping people that are part of my friend network as well as part of my larger community. Just really connecting and helping folks is essential to the way I want to live my life. And for me, what I've realized is a large part of this at this point is helping high achieving moms get the most bang for their buck while they're at home so that they can continue to kill it in the workplace. I think so many moms feel pulled by their home stuff that they have a hard time engaging in work. And I want people to know what's really important around what's happening at home and happening in their family so that they can continue to kill it in work because I think that's going to help the world. And for me, I also really, really value having fun. Um, You've heard me talk about it, but I need raucous, crazy laughter and full body fun pretty regularly. And so that is something I truly, truly value. And then knowing what these values are, it helps me set my intentions for how I want to live my life every day. So I start each day by setting my intentions around these values. And I actually take that back um, because I don't start each day with setting my intentions. I start each day by frantically getting my kids to the bus stop and hoping that we don't have full meltdowns along the way. And if we do, I just apologize when my kids get home. Um, So I don't start the day with setting my intentions, but I end each work day by setting my intentions for the next 24 hours. So at the end of the day, when I close up and I kind of either leave my kitchen table or I leave the office and I walk into my space, I think about who I want to be when I walk in. I think about how am I going to be present for my family? How am I going to not stress about all the mess that's there? Or if I do need to stress, make sure that I'm kind of managing it. Um, But who do I want to be when I walk in? And I set very, very clear intentions about that before I walk into that space. I think about also when I'm doing it at the end of the workday, I think about what are my priorities for the following workday. I have a ton of different things going on. And so I have to be pretty thoughtful around what's the most important thing for me to do tomorrow. And so I set my intentions for tomorrow. And I also... For me, what I have to do is I have to write down my full schedule. So I write down 24 hours, literally hour by hour, what I'm going to be doing. Now, not all of that is like be productive or actually it is being productive, but part of being productive is for me like watching Netflix or resting or doing whatever I want to do or taking 10 baths a day because I sometimes do that. Um... Sometimes writing my whole schedule down feels really annoying, but I know that for me, I am one of those people that is just naturally like so go with the flow. I respond to my feelings so much. And so it's really, really easy for me to get swept up in the wrong places if I don't write down what I want to do all the time. So for me, I find myself being guilty of working past five when I really don't value working past five. I I value more being present with my family. I also can find myself just death scrolling on Instagram because I'm a human being and I don't want to be doing that. So as part of my way of intentionally overcoming my go with the flow feeling attitude, I write down my schedule for a full 24 hours. 
And then at the end of the day, when I'm putting my kids to sleep, I reflect on who I was that day. So I set my intention at the end of the workday and I do my reflection at the end of the day. So I think about who did I want to be and was I able to achieve that? Was I as present as I wanted to be? Did I get my one-on-one time with everyone? Did I talk on the phone too long, which I'm always doing, um, instead of working out and then I'm angry that I didn't get to work out? Did I, you know, death scroll, which is the thing I'm really trying to not do as much right now. And I also use my time at the end of the day to think about larger themes that I just know are present for me. So I know one of my weaknesses, but also one of my strengths, but one of my weaknesses is that I'm so in the moment present that sometimes I forget to reach out to friends and family members that are not in my face. And so, and then what happens is I'll be so present with the people in my, in my immediate proximity that I feel disconnected from people that I really care about. And then I get sad or I feel lonely. So I know that if I'm not actively reaching outside of my immediate network regularly, I'm going to feel this way. So I proactively reflect on, have I reached outside of my network? If I haven't, I will be very intentional about doing it in the next few days. And I also do a lot of this reflection out loud with my kids at the end of the day. And the reason I do that is because, like I said, I think the only way to be healthy and successful about who we want to be and aligned with our values is to be intentional and to be reflective. And if I think that's important for me, I really want to teach them to do it as well. You know, one of the themes in our family is that mistakes are for learning. And so I'm just modeling, oh yeah, I made a mistake and I'm going to learn from it. And it helps them be better people and it helps them learn from their mistakes and kind of get over the mistakes that they make because we all make mistakes. So this might sound like, um, oh man, today I really wanted to spend one-on-one time with you. I didn't get to spend as much time as I wanted to. Tomorrow, I'm going to make sure that we spend time as soon as I walk in the door. Or I might say, man, I did a really, really great job protecting my workout. I really wanted to talk on the phone, but I kind of said no. And I said, I got to go. This is my moment. And I feel really proud about who I was and the boundary that I set for myself. So I reflect out loud with my kids. They like it. Sometimes they think I'm crazy, but we do it together. And it's actually sort of fun. And it's a nice way to end the day. And so... Again, I'm really going for this intention setting and then reflecting on our behavior. So always setting our intention for who we want to be. And then at the end of the day, reflecting on how it went and what we can do better. And one of the most important pieces when I'm thinking about setting our intention and reflecting on our behavior is knowing that we are only in charge and can only control who we are in this world. I can only control my own behavior, which is why setting intention is really important. And also I can only control my behavior, which is why reflecting on my behavior is really important. And what that means is that I cannot be in charge of if I set a really healthy boundary and someone loses their mind about it. So if I say to my kids like, hey, y'all, guess what? Everyone's cleaning up the entire first floor today. Get ready you know, and they all have meltdowns. I am not in charge of their meltdowns. I'm in charge of, did I think it was important that I got the whole family engaged in this task of cleaning? And by the way, the answer is yes. I'm also not in charge of 
the messages that I'm getting from social media and I'm not in charge of the systemic oppression messages that I'm getting from the world. I'm only in charge of who I am and I'm only in charge of what I'm putting out there in the world. So at the end of the day, that's how I can be proud of who I am or that's how I can decide if I'm proud of who I was and then think about how to be a better person is only reflecting on my own behaviors. Now, some people hear that and they think, oh, you're being selfish or how can you only think about yourself? But my answer to that is that truly one of my values is to help people and to connect with people. And I believe that everyone at their core is kind and loves other people and wants to do a great job. I don't believe that there are very many people out there at all that want to hurt other people actively. So I think that if we're honestly reflecting on ourselves, we can decide if we have done a good job of being kind and done a good job of helping other people. So even if thinking about getting my kids to clean up, if I'm like, hey, everybody, it's time to clean up and we're all going to be you know, contributing to getting this first floor clean or whatever it is. That's one thing to say it that way. It's entirely different for me to be like, you guys, this is crazy. Like we have got to get this together. By the way, I do that as well. I a million percent will yell at my kids. Um, but when I reflect on it, I might decide, was it worth yelling at them? Could I have done it in a different way? Was there a better way to deal with that? Sometimes the answer is just yelling and I'm okay with that. But sometimes the answer is, oh, I might need to start a chore chart and really implement this more regularly so that they're not having meltdowns all the time. Again, we're all learning, we're all reflecting. And I think that taking the information from who we are is going to help help inform us about who we want to be the following day and if we should be proud of who we were that day, because that is all we control, my friends. So I also use that information to decide if I actually want to listen to some of these messages that I'm getting from the outside world. If I am seeing that there's some restaurant out there that has five stars and I decide that I want to try it because that seems reasonable and having fun is on my list of high priorities, then I'm going to take that message from the outside world and I'm going to use that to inform what I'm doing. If I decide that getting out of my comfort zone and making a new friend with someone that I've never met before and kind of just pushing myself in that way is healthy, then I'm going to take that message and I'm going to try it. And then I'm going to go home and reflect on it. And if it meets with my values, if it aligns with who I want to be, then I'm going to reflect and feel proud. There might be times where I don't want to listen to the messages around me. Like if I'm hearing messages that I should be feeling a ton, a ton, a ton of mom guilt. Now, sometimes I do feel mom guilt and I'm not going to say that I don't. I really, really do. But I also have to listen to, is that mom guilt just coming from Instagram or these ideas that we have about the way moms need to be functioning in the world? Or is that mom guilt related to who I really want to be? I have to figure out where is it coming from and which one is accurately going to indicate how I need to be living my life. I get to pick and choose. It's not just up to some meme that I'm getting or the way the world tells me that women should be living. Okay, y'all, this is a ton of information. I really, really hope that this idea of knowing your values, 
setting your intentions and reflecting on them is a simple way to get you living closer to who you want to be in 2023. It's a pretty simple cycle. It's a pretty, once you get in the habit, y'all, it's really easy. And I really feel like it is going to help us continue to grow and continue to be better people, better parents, fight the systemic pressures, which you know is where I'm always going. And I'm just so thankful that you all listen to this. And I hope you all have a great 2023. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and share the Active and Connected Families podcast if you found this helpful. And if you or someone you love are interested in therapy, you can find out more about our practice at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. Again, that's www.virginia, all spelled out, therapy.com. Thanks again.